West Austin over there, Bill Barty right here. Of course, we talk about fishing constantly here on the Carolina Outdoors. We have people packing up their hunting gear and jumping into their waders and wading boots, even mm-hmm. though it's mm-hmm. wintertime in the Carolinas, to enjoy a little bit but what we have over in the western side of our state. Uh, I guess the eastern side, too. The yeah. Carolina yeah. coast has got plenty of people jumping in waders, doing a little bit of fishing now that they've got their rifles packed away and uh, in the cedar, their clothing in the cedar and that sort of thing. And Chris Maney travels the south for Sims Fishing Products. He's a guide. He's a retailer. He's an agent for some fine fly fishing brands. He's a uh, originally from Silva, North Carolina, so we can have a little bit of the conversation of the mountain experience. But with Sims Fishing Products, they are the last domestic waiter manufacturer in the United States. What does that mean? They're the only one doing it in the U.S. So we're going to talk to him about what that means, what Sims means. It's available at Jesse Brown's Outdoors and also at our website, jessebrowns.com. But without uh, further ado, let's bring him on, Chris Maney with Sims Fishing Products. Welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you, sir. I hope you guys are doing well. Man, we are doing fantastic, Wes. I'm doing fantastic. Are you? Man, I can't complain. Let's jump in. Let's do it. We've got Chris right here. Before we talk about waders, wading boots, felt outsoles, rubber outsoles, that sort of thing, Chris, you're you're traveling, and we're fortunate enough in the southeast to have good weather. When it does get cold, it's usually for shorter periods of time. During your travels thus far in the new year, are you being able to get out, and can you give us any kind of fishing report, whether it be freshwater or saltwater, along your travels? Absolutely. Um, actually, was lucky enough to get out on the water on the Succasigi River, uh january 1st so had a great day fishing out there caught some nice variety of trout rainbows browns and brooks that the uh naturally live there and also that the state stocks for us on that river so and that was a float trip right so are you in a boat or a raft and um and how do you manage that on the tuckasigi with water flows no bill he was in sims fishing products ah yes he was (laughs) (laughs) yeah you always have to be in some sims fishing gear while you're out there on the water um luckily i do have a drift boat i row an adipose so keeping up to date with the duke energy flow releases on that river is key for that especially if you are going to wade fish it as well. Just making sure you know what those dams are doing upstream. That way you don't get caught out there high and dry in the middle of the river. Uh, So do you jump on the website before you plan a trip, or do you you have to call up the 1-800 number for Duke uh, 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 water flow reports before you plan it out? And if they are releasing on the Tuckasegee, can you still wade fish at all? You can. So the easiest way that I've found, and Duke has gotten much better about this in recent years, uh, they have a great website. Um, you can go on there and you can look at the Nantahala slash Tuckasegee River section, and it will give you the flow dates and arrival times as well. So you can even see when flow is expected to arrive in certain sections of the river and when they also plan and can look at when those flows will be going. The best way to know about it is if you see double release, if you see the West Fork and the East Fork coming out, definitely don't be in the water waiting. That is a lot of water coming down the river. But one fork is very doable. The West Fork, we always say the West is best. The East is the beast. So for wade fishing, the East Fork is a little bit more challenging. You get about another 100 gallons a second for water flow on that one. 
Wow. Well, listen, learning a little bit about the Tuckasegee River right now in, in North Carolina. Chris Maney's joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Chris, let's jump in and pretend like we are wading that thing. And I guess you're probably wearing your waders anyway in your drift boat. Right now. Yeah, no right joke, because they'll help keep you dry, but also help keep you comfortable and warm. Um, you will be in your Sims waders but Sims is more than that. These are, I mean, essentially handmade waders in Bozeman, Montana. They are one of the few, maybe only one of two manufacturers who is using Gore-Tex fabrics in their waders. Can you talk a little bit about the workmanship, the quality that is going in to building a wader from Sims? 100%. So being able to make Gore-Tex waders in the United States is a sole property that Sims has for the fishing community. So they have a patent on that. Uh, Sims has also been one of the longest standing waiter manufacturers that's still around today. They've pushed the envelope a lot, even for small things such as how you wear your gravel guard. Sims has had a huge hand in creating and innovating those solutions for anglers across the world. Um, one of the biggest things that we do is we have a really nice front and back leg seam design. That's going to keep you from wearing out that seam between your legs as you wade all day. Uh, being able to quality control things in the United States, as you both know, is a super, super useful tool that we have. It allows us to make sure that every waiter that goes out our door has had eyes on it and has had hands on it that ensure that it's a good product for our customers. So very proud to make those waiters in the United States. Love the fact that we're using Gore-Tex. It's the most breathable waterproof membrane that we have at our disposal. So as long as that continues to be our goal and we continue to strive and push that envelope and innovate, we're going to have a really great product for customers and anglers. And all those American-made waiters, in the box, there is the signature of the person mm. who signed off on them. It's always fun. We have a customer get in a new pair of waiters and say, oh, yeah, Debbie signed off on those. Or um, Donna, I think, was one we've seen a lot lately. So I guess Donna was busy on our order. It's really pretty cool to see that because, you know, we – we like the idea of American-made craftsmanship, and sometimes we don't always want to necessarily pay for it, which is a great thing with Sims because they have so many different styles of waders. And, you know, Chris, some of them have multiple layers of Gore-Tex, or um, you're talking about one of the products that are starting to, to change the seams or adding polycarbonate, and they're making more durable, waterproof zippers. I mean, walk us through the different styles of the American-made product and you know, why one versus the other? Yeah, absolutely. So main things to remember is our Gore-Tex waders are the ones that are completely assembled and finalized all that in the United States. So we start with our guide classic waiter. It's a great entry level Gore-Tex waiter, four layer on the side down, three layer up, super comfortable. It's been a standby in our system for years. Hence why it's called the guide classic. Once we get past that, when we move into G3, so G3 is, and always will be our guide standard waiter. If you've not had a chance to put one of these on yet and feel how lightweight and actually malleable and, you know, comfortable that material is on your body for long time, it's fantastic. Um, the G4Z top-of-the-line waiter comes with a zipper. That's where we get the Z in the name. Um, it is what we would consider our burliest, most bomb-proof waiter. It's meant for guys who are out there you know, four days a week, five days a week, working and living in these things. Uh, we you know, have some customers that have those for 12 years at a time. So it's a really great product. I've always been a really 
high proponent on buy once, cry once. So if you invest <laughs> in something that you do a lot, um, it's a really great way to have a product that's going to last with you forever. So with the Gore-Tex fabrics that we're using, on the inside layer, we do have a backing material that's really nice and comfortable. So if you are wearing them with lightweight clothing or even with shorts, it's not going to rub you raw or pull hairs out from your legs, which is a huge thing for guys. Um, and then also the outer layer is going to be a really puncture and cut resistant uh, material as well. So we put those with Gore-Tex in between them, keeps them breathable. And it sounds almost counterintuitive to have a breathable waiter, but it really does extend your days on the water, make it a more enjoyable experience. And I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing worse than getting out of a day of fishing and your feet are soaking wet. So it keeps you dry as always. Well, and if it's cold outside like it is right now, a breathable waiter keeps you warmer so you don't have that kind of fog hanging in there. So, Chris, it is, you know, we're in the cooler months here uh, right now, which is still prime fishing time for us. A lot of our angling buddies out west aren't fishing. The hardcore might still be, but they've got to defrost their gear <laughs> every other cast. Yeah. Uh, inside of these awesome bomb-proof waders, what should an angler be wearing the, to stay warm, to stay comfortable, and to prolong the life of the gear, this investment piece, what should they be wearing? 100%. So Sims makes a great lineup of layering pieces. Um, you can go to the, you know, Jesse Brown's website. You can go into the store, have a conversation with their employees, and they can help educate this on your personal needs. Um, one thing that I've always tried to encourage folks to do is have a good base layer set, whether that's, you know, one of our mid layers, one of our midstream uh, pieces. It's going to be really good to have something that wicks moisture away from your body. Uh, that is going to help keep you know you from getting blisters, keeps you from chafing between your legs or when you're making a cast with your arms. It's going to keep you more comfortable there. Wool is a great option for socks. A lot of people still are wearing cotton socks in their waders or even throughout the day on a daily basis. Wool is going to help remove the smell, which none of us like that nasty waiter smell, and that's where most of that comes from is the stocking feet. So wool socks. A nice wool base layer uh, is a really great way to keep sweat off your body and keep the stink down. Uh, One great uh, product that we make is all of our fall run jackets. Those are excellent mid-layer and outer-layer insulation pieces. They're made with Primaloft Gold. So even if you get those wet, they're going to keep you warm out there for a long day of fishing. And I've always told people, as opposed to wearing one giant layer on the outside, especially in the southeast, you know, last week we were dealing with negative two temperatures and the next day it's almost 60 degrees. So having some clothing options there that you wear throughout the day. So layering is better than say one giant piece. So making sure you can shed that jacket when it gets to lunchtime and you're going to fish the afternoon as opposed to how cold in the morning it was. The voice so you- all of those options there help you out. I'm jumping in there. Chris Maney is the voice that you hear right there with Sims Fishing Products and other gears with Southeast Trading. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here. We're talking about waders, and it's important for those of you who don't know about modern-day waders, waders, Sims waders. These are like khaki pants. Mm. Uh, these aren't the old rubber things your pawpaw wore. These aren't the three-millimeter neoprene that cling to your body that many of us remember. These are very comfortable just to slide on uh, with the proper layers that Chris just mentioned. You can jump into the water in wintertime, but also wear them comfortably in the summertime. But another thing that's been going on in the news the past several years 
is what wading boots to wear with waders. We've heard about uh, rubber outsoles, Vibram outsoles, but then we've also uh, know the tried and true felt outsoles. Chris, can you give us a breakdown from a legal aspect? Because we've heard about New Zealand or the state of Missouri or um, Yellowstone National Park not allowing felt, and therefore rubber has come into play. Are you seeing more and more of that as you travel? 100%. So after COVID and after our pandemic, we've you know had a lot of anglers start traveling again. With traveling anglers, we always encourage rubber or Vibram outsole boots just to make sure that you're staying within the laws and regulations of places that you may be fishing. Felt has always been a very popular option. It was the original option for you know anglers back in the 70s and 80s. There wasn't really another great tool for them to wade safely in the river. And we still have a lot of folks in this area that still wear felt. Um, my personal preference is going to be a Vibram outsole. And as you guys know at Jesse Brown's, it is imperative that you put some kind of cleat on the outsole of that to help you with your traction, getting in and out of the water, and also while you're wading up or downstream. Um, one of my favorite options there at Sims, we have two. We make the Alumabite cleats and also the Hardbite cleats. The Hardbite cleats are a tungsten carbide, so they're going to last longer for the anglers. They're going to be a little bit longer wearing. So even if you're going a full season with them, they're going to give you that extra traction in the rivers. The Alumabite cleats being made out of aluminum, they are a bit softer, and that's actually going to give you more traction on day-to-day fishing. They do wear a little bit quicker since they are softer, but while you're in the river, you're going to notice a massive difference between the two. Um, one thing that also we're talking about wintertime fishing that not a lot of folks think about with felt is that stuff does freeze, and it does collect snow if you're walking along the banks. So I've always been a big fan of Vibram if I'm hiking in somewhere to go fishing or if I know I've got a long walk from the trailhead up to the stream, I'm going to really concentrate on wearing the Vibram soles over the felt just for on, you know, trail traction. It's a big difference between them and felt. And also, you know, felt's not so great in mud and clay. I mean, it has its place, but it's not <laughs> everywhere. So, true. so Chris, we've got just a little bit of time left. What is on the near horizon from Sims that you're excited about? Hundred percent. So coming up this spring, we've got some great new Solar Flex and SolarWare products coming out. All new redesign. It's going to dry quicker and be more breathable for anglers that are fishing in warm weather. Uh, coming out this spring, we also have a really nice line of wet weighting products. Um, our new Access wet weighting shoe. I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a wet weighting stock and this boot, and you're going to be ready for adventure out in the wilderness. It's going to be fantastic for wade fishing in the salt or the fresh water, it has a non-marking outsole. So if you are in a boat, you don't have to worry about marking up your guide's uh, fishing vessel. Chris Maney, your two cool Sims fishing product, making it happen. You can check it all out at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, the brick and mortar here in Charlotte, or jessebrowns.com. Thank you so much for jumping on the show with us. Thanks, Bill. I hope you guys have a great rest of your season. Look forward to seeing you again soon. We'll see you again soon. Wes Lawson, Bill Barty. We'll be back after this on the Carolina Outdoors.